0: Hi, welcome back to a question of code a podcast about transitioning into a career as a software developer or sort of someone who makes websites for a living. Um, thanks for listening; really does mean a lot. As always, very grateful to have you here with us. Um, simple question this week, which is: Do you have a blog? Do you like write on the internet and publish your thoughts about tech or about your your transition, your journey into this industry? Um, and if not, why not? Because it's been kind of a running joke on the on the podcast that Ed doesn't really. Write enough about what it does, and in fact, neither do I. We both have our own websites, and on those websites, there are kind of essentially blog-like content where we write. Um, I mean, I, I think this year I've probably written more than I have in any other year. But generally, I can, I kind of maybe on a good year we'll get ten or twelve articles out a year, um, maybe one a month. But it comes in fits and starts. I don't blog regularly, um, but it's a constant theme uh, from our guests that we have on the show that you really should blog. You should write about what you're learning as you're learning it and document your progress because that's something that's not only helpful for people who stumble across it and and read it because you know you've put your thoughts on the internet and they're there Um, but it's also massively useful for you as as a learning resource so it's something a way of cementing the knowledge that you've got because if you can't explain it to someone else then do you really do you really understand it probably not um so this week we're going to be doing another one of our sort of top tips reviews where we look back at some of the fantastic advice that we've had from, from guests in the past on the show um, and the theme for this week is documenting your work. We're going to start with a piece of very sage advice that we got from Sean Wang when he was on the show and when we asked him for his three top tips he was very clear when he when it came to his last bit of advice
1: you know what i always end with is is learning in public like share what you learn um and uh and let the let that journey sort of carry you as uh, you know f- uh, further and faster than you would on your own um mainly that is you know there's there's a number of uh, forces at play there but mainly like when you when you are forced to write up something that you learn you interact with it on a more fundamental level therefore your retention is better even if nobody else reads it um, you will remember it better Uh, and especially you can look up your own your own previous work on uh, and use google as your second brain Um, that's a very valuable thing but then probably someone will read it and probably they'll correct you or they'll start to associate you with that with that domain Uh, and you start to build a network um, based on based on uh, your work and uh, that 's a very fun, very 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 valuable thing for someone changing careers is just is to just like achieve that identity change um that you that this is what you do now
0: and that idea of like self reinforcement at the that this is what I do now. That was picked up again by um, Boris Pashkeva, a uh, Python expert that we had on to talk about pandas. And when he was giving his advice, he gave us loads of good stuff. Um, so he, he talks about sort of documenting your process and, and blogging and, and creating content, but then goes on to sort of expand on that into the the idea of uh, habit forming and like sort of what Sean was getting at, the the concept of... You're, you're doing this now. You're doing it over and again and you're doing it repeatedly. It is part of who you are and it's
2: how you make progress. Create content, whether that be videos, articles, teachings, mentoring somebody locally. It doesn't matter what level of experience you have. If you know a little bit about programming, you know more than 99% of the world who doesn't code. And the more you teach, the quicker you'll, you'll, you'll learn as well. Uh, I also recommend the Progress Journal, uh, just keeping track of here's where I learned today, here's where I picked up over the last month. And then on the psychological side, I think it's a good idea to always dive into things like habit forming, uh, motivation. I recommend a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. A lot of good pieces of advice in that book as to how to get yourself into a mindset of good habits, how to get into a mentality of I'm going to be doing this every day for an hour and starting to make it a habit more so than just a Uh, something you have to coerce yourself or try to force yourself to do. Um, That that means thinking in a mentality like I'm already a programmer, I can visualize my success, I can see myself practicing for an hour, all those things matter. Uh, I find that motivation over time runs out, but when you start making it consistent and it's more just like a routine that reflects part of your identity as I'm a developer, I'm going to learn to code, it it, uh, manifests in being more productive over time.
0: And so as we've heard from, from Boris and from, from Sean before him, uh, this idea of document what you learn has, it comes up time and time again. Um, and this is not the first show that we've done where we're, we're looking at the themes that our guests have brought up in their top tips and like the common, common ideas. This one, more than any other, has almost exactly the same language from guest to guest. Everyone kind of phrased it in pretty much exactly the same way. Document what you've learned. Is just the me- that's the one message I think you could take away from this, as evidenced by one of our very first guests on the show, uh, Amber Wilson.
3: While it may not be for everyone. I think documenting what you learn is a really good way to, first of all, sort of look back on what you have, um, what you have learned, and what you've done in the past, because that it just comes so thick and fast that I feel like if I hadn't written things down (laughs) hadn't documented them then I would have been like oh did I ever learn that oh what was I doing (laughs) three years ago it's all just like one big like mulch of of things and um another good thing about documenting what you learn is that um other people can sort of see it as well and they can they can comment on it give you feedback on it and basically it's a way that you can impress other people as well. Like, here's what I've learned. Oh, cool. And on top of it, like, you can you can make what you learn public for sure. So that gives you experience in, like, perhaps creating a blog site. Uh, it can be super simple. But things I've learned from creating a blog is um, using different frameworks. Like, I'm using Gatsby for my site. Um, sort of like a... A framework to use with uh, with React, which I'm using at work, and it's taught me a lot about accessibility um, and performance as well. Because I'm always wanting my site to be really performant and really accessible, and I feel like if I'm writing about these things, then it's going to be really embarrassing if my site is is terrible. <laughs> So it's it's sort of been like an indirect way of increasing my skills as well.
0: The way you documented stuff that you were learning, you just you made blog posts about it, is that right?
3: Yeah. Um in the beginning, before I had my full-time job, I was I was that's when I was blogging the most. Um sorry, before I had my job as my first job as a developer. Yeah. That, that's when I was blogging the most. Um after I became a developer, I feel like I was just, you know, like you said, doing 40 hours a week. I was learning so much that I didn't I didn't necessarily have time to blog as much. Um it sort of became more of a conscious choice to blog once I had my first job.
0: Uh, unfortunately, I never uh I never really got my blog off the ground. I think I've got three three posts on there. It's never too <laughs> late. It's never too it's late. pretty much. Get uh, going again.
3: <laughs> I should. I should. <laughs> Yeah, but then I just really want to reassure people that it's it's absolutely not an essential thing. You could scribble down things you've learned on a on a napkin or something that you keep in a drawer somewhere and like it's just really terrific to look back on it and see, oh yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I was doing back then and here's where I am now. It's like a like a good yardstick to sort of um see how far you've come, which is also like a very gratifying thing. It's really nice. When you're bombarded with so much stuff every day, and then you're like, you can pick out something, you know, a solid thing that you've learned, it's, it feels really good.
0: And it's also probably worth mentioning at this point that, as well as documenting things that you're sure of, things that make you feel good because you know them, like Amber was talking about, the process of exposing your ignorance is, is in fact, valuable as well. Um, and that's something that comes along with. with with blogging particularly if you take sean wang's learn in learn in public mantra to heart um, and that's something that uh brian ocken a uh, python testing guru and an all-round friend of the show and a nice guy has uh has made very clear he's he's very eloquently summed up why you might not want to sort of display your ignorance in front of people because you know you might get asked, ask questions you don't know the answer to, but, but his response to that is that it's a good thing.
4: I think the, like you're doing, uh, and I've been doing for the last 10 years or so, or eight years, wow. uh, blog, blogging and, uh, either blogging, podcasting, uh, contributing to open source, being part of the large community. Um, it's, it's good for your career. Um, but it's also, it's also good for your mental health. Um, having having my community be not just the people i work with but the people that care about the same thing i do all over the world is a, a incredible mental health a boost
0: yeah i can definitely say that because um you, the Testing Code podcast. There's a you have a Slack group as well, don't you? Where people can come and ask questions. And I I, I jumped in there and asked a, a couple of questions. Um, and there was there was some really really good feedback and some helpful, some really interesting conversations. Like that were also helping my work. But I was kind of just having a good chat with some people, with like that were like minded. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, and the the um I was afraid to start that because I thought people would ask me questions that I didn't know how to answer. And yes, it happens all the time. People ask questions that I don't know how to answer. The great thing about the community, though, is that people there's other people that do know. Or at the very least, they can commiserate and say, yeah, that's a really hard problem. Sorry about that. <laughs> and that uh, esprit de corps, the, the community
0: sense, that Brian touches on there that's something we're going to come back to in a future episode because that's again another theme that's come up a lot of times that the idea of being immersed in a community and, and that and how valuable that can be to your your own career development um but but that's a that's a topic for another time we're going to end now with um a clip from Vida Yoshi who had uh, many many excellent things to say I really really enjoyed the episode we recorded with her as I I did with all the guests we've had we've been so lucky to have such wisdom given to us on this show um Vida, he, as well as emphasizing uh, writing down what you have learned, she also sort of puts another spin on it and says you should write down what you want to learn too.
1: My final tip is to write down what you want to learn and write down new things as you learn them. And like this is all just underscored by the fact that technical blogging and technical writing is super underrated and it is very, very good for your career. It's very, very good for your, like, for for distilling things that you learn and like really making sure you understand them. And it'll help you down the road because in five years you'll go Google something and you'll be like, oh, here's that post ever from five years ago. (laughs) Um, Personal experience, folks. I promise you it will happen.
0: And that's it for another one of our top tip review episodes. Uh, I hope you're enjoying these. I'm certainly having fun going back through the archives. Um, It's often those little condensed top tips that we get from our guests at the very end of the interviews can sometimes have the most valuable content in there. It's really interesting going back and and reviewing those. Um, I've certainly been enjoying it. Um, And so hopefully they've been useful to you too. Thanks again for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, maybe to suggest guests for future shows or topic questions to ask, uh, you can find all the details on our website, aqoc.dev or aquestionofcode.com. Um, and if you want to talk to us directly, uh, Ed and I are both on Twitter, uh, you're people of the internet, you could find us, it's not that hard, Ed Hazeldeen, Tom Hazeldeen, uh, yeah, we're on there, uh, but we also have a, a Twitter account for the show, which really doesn't do much, but is at uh, aqocode, I think is the uh, handle for that, um, but otherwise... Catch you next time for another episode. Um, Thanks. See ya.